Welcome back to another episode of Super Coach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for joining us for what was a very interesting round, Chris. Uh, all the planning in the world, all of the late nights of researching stats, out the window, it's anarchy. anarchy. I have no idea what I'm doing this year, Chris. <laughs> it's so funny. We literally just started chatting on Sunday night. And we're just like, nah, fuck SC, fuck Everything, shit. catch you later. I don't even like Stain it anymore. <laughs> Let's just focus on draft. It's been a everything out the window. It's been a tough week, and then people like, uh, and then yeah, you see some people with uh, midfield madness of all the people that never would make top ten, actually being top ten. What is it? Seven of the top ten forwards have never been there before in their lives. Yeah, it's um lot lot of breakouts, um a lot of new trends, uh, and a lot of guys to jump on, jump off. It's yep. just. I, I don't know. I don't even know what to make of this year because the scorings have been so erratic. It's like um, crazy erratic. So. And not just a breakout for the players, Chris. I heard uh, Paige, it's the first time she's been super coach <laughs> relevant ever. So congratulations, uh, Paige. Oh, on that one. wow. That was a good sledge. <laughs> that was good gear. Uh, first of all, um, look, with a little cheers here. We're doing a little Canadian club today, oh, Chris. Oh, yes, we are. Um, yes. And- when. When everything turns shit, move to Canada. <laughs> well, apparently, so apparently. they say. Apparently, so cheers to you. Or New Zealand, same thing. Mm. We'll start with our socials though. Facebook.com forward slash SC Insider. Twitch, uh, it is SC underscore Insider underscore. No, actually, no, that's sorry. Twitter. Twitter, SC underscore Insider underscore. <laughs> We're going to sort and out our handles, eh? Twitch, Chris, and when you, it's fine. <laughs> SC underscore insider on Twitch. On Twitch. Wonderful. And, and we are also on YouTube as well. Yes. YouTube uh, was popping off earlier this week, so well done to YouTube. Uh, I have actually been thinking we should we could potentially convert completely to YouTube live now. So Oh um, don't mess with the people. I don't, I don't know. Just that, let us know. Yeah, not for this year. Yeah, Do we'll not see for how this we year. Go. Not for this year, surely. There's enough anarchy in everyone's lives at the moment. Who Chris. knows? Who knows? But look, interesting weekend. I look I, I think overall what I took out of it are, is if you score good, like a 130 score last year is now a 150 plus. Yeah, um, the high highs and the low lows, our team for last high. week, Chris. Um, but having said that, there's also been some very, very good rookie scores, especially from the forward line. And I, I attribute to that, a goal is worth like 20 points now. Yes. So you get a single goal, bang, you're up to 20. Yeah, you kick a couple, you get some contested marks and you're well and truly in it. Uh, uh, King, King as well yeah. had uh, kicked... Uh, kicked some goals and got a couple good marks. So, so that was well and truly... Guys like Curtis Taylor, obviously, we yep. had Sturt in that first week with the 100. Yep. Um, three goals will get you 100. Like if Tom Lynch you know, had that one quarter, he literally barely touched the ball in the first quarter. Three goals. Second bang. quarter, he was on yep. 70 or something stupid. Like Yeah, it's stupid. Um, it's dumb. Not only that, the, the differential between uh, winning sides and losing sides, if you have a look at their slice of the pie, it is substantially less, which means that... Normally, if you lose a game, you could still have some really good players. Now it's less. You will find less people turning up doing well in losing teams. Yes. Uh, unless they have a freak game, which is also and winning fair, teams have like eight or nine guys that are all all yeah, going, up. going yeah. crazy. So I think that's also the issue, which means that um, players from Adelaide generally won't do well this year. Um, sorry to Adelaide. <laughs> Sledging um, Adelaide early. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. We're on the Gold Coast train now. 
Everyone's we on are. The, oh, I, don't I even. We'll get. Kids. We'll get to that. Um, but anyway, so today it is really informal because it is our thoughts. We're not doing well, so our thoughts don't really matter too much. But hopefully, we bring you some entertainment and a little bit of insight on what we're noticing. Speaking of, uh, our scores were identical last week. Which we were, were twinning. identically shit. We we're twinning. <laughs> hey, uh, but what, what, what's our theme, Chris? Uh, oh, well, it's next year. It's, no, no. it's all about fun this year. This year? Oh, yeah, we're having fun. But this year it's called Not Our Worst. Yes. Was, <laughs> not, this wasn't year our worst. wasn't our worst. Horrible round. Not our worst. Wasn't our, wasn't our worst, though. So we're good. Um, yes. So for people sending us uh, messages being like, hey, fix our team. Um, look, we're all in the same boat at this point, And if we had have had a bit more knowledge... We would have. If I we, think everyone's in this. Like, yeah, dude, if we selected our team from today, the, it would be wildly honestly, different. The team that won wildly the week different. looked like an autofill team. Yeah, it literally. <laughs> I wish I could autofill my it team. It may have been an autofill team. Like it was just so random. Like it's I can't imagine anyone field, actually just... selecting all that stuff. Like it was just insane. Anyway, it is. Speaking of people who aren't winning or losing, let's take you all back to Thursday night. <laughs> you see what? Oh, see that segue? Segue. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. Yeah, I practiced that earlier. Um, so Collingwood and Richmond obviously played Thursday night. I thought the game was fantastic. What I didn't like was obviously the skill level was a little bit down. Yeah, yeah. But without it being high scoring, that's why everyone complained. But it was an arm wrestle the entire game for control of the ball. And I thought that Richmond largely outplayed the Pies for the majority of the game. So they probably deserved to win. However, to get to where they got to, they had to get three dubious goals, all with question marks on Dubious. They were all dubious. However, what I'd say is that if you don't score a goal, a single goal in a half of football, you don't deserve to win the game anyway. That is also fair. So, uh, I believe I did say it, Chris, when they hit a, an, a lead. I uh, said, oh, this is a flashback to uh, the 2018 grand final. And then, oh, what yeah, do you it was, know? Yeah, it was. Uh, I actually, I did enjoy the game. I know it was a low scoring affair, but it felt uh, tight. It felt... It felt uh, like an arm wrestle. It felt like... A, like a, well, look, the top teams are always going to be good defensively anyway. Here's the thing, Chris. It was tight, it was tense, and if there's one thing I know I like tight and tense together. It's never a bad time. Exactly, it's always it's always <laughs> it's always a good time. And definitely wasn't my worst. Um, yeah, look, fair enough. Having having uh, the fake noise um after a draw, probably not the best thing in the world nah, there. But, was... but look, I actually enjoy I just enjoyed footy and being back and I think the people bitching and moaning and pissing in their cup. Uh A you're a West Coast um player, but uh, B you, sh- you shouldn't throw Rocks at a glass house. Happy. Football's back. I well, was just enjoying it. And on that remark, let's go through some of the scores. So Taylor Adams uh, popped off in the first half, went really well with a 131. You, Good um, draft position with Taylor Adams. New vocab for you, Chris, is it? You, popped off. You've said it a couple of times. Pop, pop. Pop, pop. What's our poker term? Pop, re-pop. 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 Yeah, so someone were like, if they raise, re-raise. I'm like, oh, he's re Oh, he's re-popped. Popping it up, re-pop. Oh, I don't know what we Shout doing. out to Damien Gunn. Uh, obviously, uh, Jeremy Howe has been going real great guns. Um, yeah, I regret not of, bringing him in, Chris. Uh, look, I think his his role is is defined. He's going to be that loose behind the ball. He's got he's the outlet kick. He's the guy they look to get the ball into the hands of. If he's not getting it, Braden Maynard is. And I have been super impressed. Somebody's a, a smoky that could be on your waiver wire. Maybe not now. Um, Braden Maynard's uh, going really well and flying under the radar. He's uh, got a 105 to back up from his... Uh, let's have a look at what he is averaging now. Um, so his average score is 104.5. So his other score must have been a 104. So he's had two tons and Maynard's just quietly chipping along. Yep. 
Um, so he looks to be the outlet release kick on the left-hand side of their defense because he's left-footed, obviously, and Jeremy Howe is the right side. So both of them have been going But even then, well. I don't think Crisp had a good game, but he had a 108. So he kicks him long, uh, long down the lines again, and he's playing, it wasn't bad. So it's hard to tell, though, with all the hair. Yeah. Uh, well, they all have the same hair color, which is just all ridiculous. Of them. And you're, even sometimes you're like, is that Howe? And you're like, no, it's Crisp. Or, oh, that's well, no, Crisp does else. play better up the ground. He plays better on a wing, or he sometimes gets some time on the ball, and then he's actually a better player. I think he's more physical. He can do run-with roles as well, so... He just really hasn't been that guy that they're looking to get the ball into his hand because yep. he really has one move. It's the long kick down the line, so it's fair enough. Yep, Grundy um, uh, got a bit of a hit as well, 115. So Yeah, and there's rumours with Grundy that this week he may miss, but... Um, That'd be interesting. Dusty and Grundy missing would be horrible. Yeah, so, however, the club said that he'll probably play. Um, there was an uh, interview earlier today, I think maybe SCN, I could be wrong with that, um, with Phillips, and he said that, yeah, he'll be right by Thursday. Like, it's just a, yeah... He just got a bit of a knock and he'll be right. So I don't think there's a too much uh, worry inside the club. However, just be aware that if Bundy doesn't get up, we're all screwed. So it's all good, whatever. That's fair. Um, now, Josh Dacos is someone I want to touch on briefly. He was absolutely brilliant, especially in that first half of the game. Uh, and someone who's obviously a very cheap option. Um, I definitely think he's very draft relevant. However, the problem with Dacos in general, especially for standard, is obviously what happens when Trelaw comes back. That even might be this week. Does he get pushed more forward? Because he was playing on the ball, pushing up alongside the wing, playing half a high half forward role. Yep. What happens there? No idea, really. So um, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I think it was also just evident, touching on just the trends, uh, intercept defenders killing it. Uh, Sicily had a good game. Uh, even then, he wasn't great, but he was the highest scorer for uh, Hawthorne. Yep. So you look at the defenders that are intercepting and, and uh, actually kind of rebounding with their foot are doing well. Those yep. that kind of carry and run and link up a little bit, not as much. No. Um, which Rebound 50s are actually working out to be quite effective because you do yep. get points for a rebound 50. So when you actually kick the ball outside of 50, that's an action that is calculated into a Supercoach score. Yep. And um, you're going to see that fluctuations in forwards. Uh, like Heaney went absolutely monster, kicked a lot of goals in the first game. Second yep. game, bugger all, like 60. Um, yeah, so which, interesting. Interesting the way that's all happening this year. Uh, on the uh, Tiger side of things, I mean, Tom Lynch got 113, basically all from that one quarter. Yep. He basically did nothing in that first half and then comes out of the third quarter, kicks the first three goals, and um, then bang, he's all of a sudden their top scorer. That, so, Yeah, Richmond were just heavily even. There wasn't too many standouts. Uh, I think he had a few defenders doing quite well. Uh, yeah, Hurley, Hurley, Hurley's well, interesting. But I, I thought he was... Like people said, he oh, started off was slow fantastic. Though. No, he started off the first half. He started off super slow, but all his possessions him. as well. Didn't know him. He didn't really work for him. It was they were just looking for him as the outlet. A lot of the times when Hooli got the ball, he was just an uncontested mark in their defense while they were switching the play, or and that's why he's scoring because he's getting you know those long kicks, long rebound fifties, you know, uncontested. I don't think a lot of his game was contested. I don't think he played fantastic. I mean, no. I thought okay, so if you're having Hooli doing his job and How doing his job, How was best on ground. In my opinion, I, I wouldn't even think that I had. Oh, he had a cracking game. Had Hooli potentially in the votes and maybe on the cusp, but I yeah. didn't think that he was fantastic defensively. I just thought he distributed the ball well. So fair enough. Let's move. Let's move on. Otherwise, Chris will talk about Collingwood all day. This is true. So Geelong and Hawthorne. Uh, so Selwood came out and absolutely had a banger. Yeah. So people that get contested possessions mainly are doing really well. Those yes. who are on the outside, not as well. Well, there's two components to it. You got to have high numbers and high contested possessions, and it, all of a sudden, you, if you have 25 disposals and more than half of them are contested, you go on 150. 
That's yeah. literally what's happening in, in yeah, the contest. Yeah, Real had more than 50% contested, yeah. um, which is absolutely bonkers. Absolute mm. freak, that kid. I've never seen... Like, I know there is a set structure to this, but I've never seen someone go that gangbusters. Uh, again, case in point, though, Reece Stanley comes in at the Ruck, scores a 122. Yep. Um, it's it's the Ruck... I don't even know what it is. Like, And, well, and no one knows how the scoring is actually set because the, the, the quarters are shorter. They've obviously changed... Their system, whatever it is, and it's always it was always this, you know, uh, it's like playing five card hold'em, and they've kept kept all their cards under the table. Yep, you have no idea. And before, at least they came out saying, right, this is worth this, and this is worth this, and this is worth this. Now it's shorter quarters, and it's like everything's out. Well, what Not I like don't that. understand with is is how the scaling is applied because that mean <sighs> uh, typically right now what's happening is games are finishing, and there's about three hundred points left of scaling. Not only that, they're also scaling into quarters. So I reckon, estimate, there's about 500 points that's not being used right now in games. So much bias. It's ridiculous. Uh, and, like, so, and, and that's that's a horrible thing to say, but I, my honest opinion is, and even players that, even play, really even players that I own, like Josh Kelly, you look at it, and there's no way he deserved the points he got when oh. he got them. Right? Fife. Yes, second half killed it. Before that, he got given... It was like, I think he kicked one goal and did like a little something, and it was like he went up like... 28 points. And yep. I was like, fuck off. Yeah, Fife was on like 12. He was on nothing. And then all of a sudden I look back and he's on 75. Yeah. I was like... Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure there might be some actual... He had that good quarter though. Oh yeah, quarter no, no. His second half, amazing, right? Yeah. So I'm not saying he didn't justify his score, but when you look at some things that people do and you're like, how? Yeah. Whereas someone does a lot of other things, they don't get it. So I'm like, okay. You know, I think there's certain names and and I'm, I've had people in my team, which I'm very grateful for, by the way, not, not going to lie, but you're looking at it and you're like, no way. Well, what I... Okay, so, I mean, obviously they can't change it for this year, but they, they adjusted the ruck rules a few years ago to um, more benefit uh, rucks that can that hit out to advantage, right? That, yep. was the, that was the big rule. The reason for that is rucks before that were undervalued. No one gave a shit about rucks because they weren't very very valuable position. It made it for really boring super coach. So it's like every one they get now is more weighted in a shorter exactly. game? Now, because of that... So now it's gone the complete other way. Five of the top ten Supercoach players right now are all Ruckman yeah. in, in terms of average, which is it's stupid. It's ludicrous that that should happen, right? So they, they probably... And look, they're not going to do it just for one season, but really it should be rolled back. Hit out to advantage should be scaled less yeah, and because five points for a hit out to advantage and then you're getting scaling on top of that. Like it, yep. it turns out to be seven, eight points for a hit out to advantage. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> no wonder Gorn's getting like one eighty four against the rookie Ruckman. <coughs> We've well, had, that rookie Ruckman gets a one thirty four. On the top of my head, what? So he went one eighty four. Uh, Grundy in week one went one seventy nine. Um, you've got guys like Naismith getting 120s, a rookie Ruckman getting 130s. Yep. Rob went one sixty four. He went Gold, huge. Goldie, Goldie went, went huge. One, yeah, he went big as well. I mean, like really? That's it's that's that to me just says there's a flaw in the system. Because I don't also I don't think Gorn played that well. Played good. For, uh, first half, I thought he did well. I, I thought here, back. like honestly, in my opinion, Carlton's midfield got absolutely towed. They were they should be sharking to Gorn's yeah. taps. I actually they were thought just letting the midfield just run onto the football. It's like, do you, do you even know what def- being a defensive yeah. midfielder is? They, I actually they just think were like watching. It, I think I think Petraka's impact was huge uh, in the first half. Oh yeah, Petraka and Petraka and he still has he been still good, scored right? really well, but as in it could have been. I just felt, in that, and we're probably a little bit ahead of time here. I just felt that um, Carlton's midfield, like. just honestly, they got to wake up and start being accountable because that is ridiculous. Uh, Gary Ablett, so this is perfect for him. 
Yeah. 16-minute quarters. I'll tell you what, Gary Ablett is back. He might even get another year out. He could be a... T- I reckon he's guaranteed top six forward if he can... But obviously, how many games are you going to play? Well, they're talking about uh, apparently they waited too long to rest him last year. So that's the um, contentious well, element there. If he rests, what does he rest for? He's already had three months rest. How long does he rest for in the season? Two weeks? That's fair. Maybe yeah, a week? How, yeah, you wouldn't play one game and rest him, surely. Um, interesting though Tom Stewart again Killing at 119 yep. uh, Another really good Intercept defender um, I think his name Sticks out more Like I thought I honestly thought Harris Andrews Got a lot of intercept marks Didn't score as well No But Yeah Stewart uses it better it's As the use. well It's yeah. also the use Stewart look Interesting I, I mean um, we, we had this chat On the um, On the Top 10 podcast Where I said that I think Stewart's guaranteed Top 6 again this year and I think, again, right, based on the existing evidence of two rounds, argue yeah. that with me now. Oh, I'm not Go arguing ahead. anything like, now, yeah. but <laughs> everything that we said in the top 10 is no longer relevant because oh, absolutely all the scoring no is relevant. completely messed up. I agree and, he, with you. and here I am with four defending premiums when defenders are cooked, generally speaking, for the, the top tier that we thought would be. Yep. And forwards, you could have gone, you could have spent two million across bloody and, easily. And you could have had a five six forwards. Deep. Yeah, and just and who cares million, about Whitfield or Dusty? Two million five Stuff them. Easy. But yeah. and no you, one needs them. Yeah. They're not even in the top ten. <laughs> so bad. We'll have a um, little, little speaking bit. Speaking of here. top ten forward, uh Brendan Parfit is currently a top ten forward. Uh only played the one game, but he uh, got hundred and fourteen and he's playing basically pure midfield. So there's one to watch out for. He could literally explode. Um great in draft teams if he's not Already on a side. Watch out for Brendan Parfit. I actually wanted Parfit. Someone stole him. He's also going to get at he least cool three, three votes every second week. His head. He's got his the. Head, he's got yeah. the cornrows. So Mate, cool. He looks sick. He looks great. He looks like a baby chico, nearly. He does. He oh, does. Looks like a baby chico. Um, that, that, that's our mate. Uh, his name's Chico, by uh, the way. Yeah. Um, uh, Chad Wingard uh, did not do well. Chris. Um, no, unfortunately not. But again, you look. No at, one on Hawks but, did they? They got no, a smashing. They, they got absolutely smashed. But not only that. Geelong were really quick with the pressure to cut off any kind of run that they were trying to generate, whereas Brisbane are a little bit more laxy-daisy. They let you take it on because they'll take it on. Yeah. Um, plus, they got flogged. So, yeah, if Hawthorne win, and I expect them to bounce back, I think Chad and, and the like will do much better for well, it. Well, it helps having Jaeger back this week, which is uh, which the, yes. they've already confirmed. Unfortunately, they have announced that Tom Mitchell has a shoulder injury. Yeah. Um, which is not good for anyone that has him, like me. Yeah, um, was it re-injured, kind of re-niggled? Yeah, and they said, look, he's not going to miss games. He's just got an aggravated shoulder, which means it's going to inhibit his output, which is annoying for a guy who handles as much as he does and he gets in and under Also, have a mean, shoulder injury. He might have shoulder surgery oh, at the end of the at year. At some point. Well, yeah, so... Seems it. I mean, if I had Mitchell, I'd be moving him on to whichever premium you didn't get. If you don't have Neil, that's well, what I'd be doing. I'm not that harsh. I'd say if nah. you have Mitchell, you can get kind on. of keep him, but... Nah, he's not going to... Like, depends. If you already have Neil, and if you already have all the top mids, then you don't really okay, need to Okay, so if you have Titch and you want and you can get Neil in, sure. Absolutely. If, otherwise, uh, what it says to me is, is that I'm not moving heaven and earth to bring in Titch. Like, no, definitely like, not. Like I, like, he, like I was originally, because I was originally planning to go like... You'll Devin. pick him up at 5.50 sometime in the next couple, next few weeks. Like, he's only had a 119 and a 95. So he's averaging, what's that, 108? Yeah. <sighs> okay, well, yeah, he's going to go down in price. So... He'll be five fifty oh. before too long. Um, and you can disregard pick him up as a, Titch at your own peril. I, I, For me, I'm going to wait. I can't see him going gangbusters like everybody else is. He's still got the guy that they're going to tag, right? I don't know. It's it, it's a strange one, but uh, also a little bit undervalued. Segel, I thought played really well, but gave away a lot of free kicks, which is why he's actually uh, down there at seventy one. Um, so a little bit disappointing. Um, no, that hooks of um. Here's the actual real interesting part. 
They got flogged in defence. They're playing Richmond this week. Richmond have more small forwards. They can't play at all. But actually, no, they didn't. Cu- is- they didn't cut anyone. So man, Hawthorne's getting flogged. Nah, look, they didn't cut anyone. So who are they playing? They're playing what four talls in defence. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't nah. like the way their backline set up. Nah, but they're getting flogged. I mean, I don't. There's, there's no agility in that backline right now, which is unfortunate. Um, but we'll have to see how that works out because typically how Hawthorne play against Richmond, they play pretty well because they do play controlled football and force them to kick long. If they can force Richmond to kick long consistently, they'll win the game. Fair. But if Richmond play their knock-on, like aggressive pressure and get their game style, they score quick and they're going to pound the shit out of them. Jesus. Because as soon as that wall breaks aggressive. for Hawthorne... Oh, they're done. That's it. So if they can control the game from the first quarter and get into their flow of game... They have a chance, but if if the, if it's five goals down at the end of the first quarter, no yeah, way, right. they're done. Uh, well, let's move on. I think that's enough for that. Uh, Brisbane, Brisbane and Fremantle uh, at the Lockie Neal show, which I was big on Lockie Neal. I think in my original setup, I think I was about, I was only just short of being able to afford him, and then I wanted to bring him in. And a lot of my teams had him because um, you know now I was like, cool. Well, if I make some changes, I'll have enough money to bring him in. This is good, by uh, the way. It is lovely. Thank it's, you. The issue is it's gonna it's, it's not gonna last very long. No, well I'm already. <laughs> you say that, but I'm already nearly done. Um, so here's a funny thing, and and this is my approach for this year. Is one, I wish I had Lockie Neal. Two, wasn't I my worst. Definitely Three. wish not my worst. <laughs> Three, uh, I've gone with the the fuck it attitude, Chris. And the reason <laughs> being is that so true. Well, I'm talking to you, and I was like, yeah, tossing up some trays, and you said join me in bringing Zach Williams because I spoke about it. I was like, sure. So I brought him in my team. Uh, I didn't have Neil, I didn't have Gorn, which Gorn was my big one. I actually had a team lined up of four Melbourne Inns, uh, Rivers, Gorn, Viney, and Bennell, because I was going to go a bit early to free all that up. And I was like, geez, four demons, that's a bit much. And then um, I was like, oh, maybe I won't. And then someone else was like, nah, do the other one. I was like, yeah, cool, why not? And then Chris was like, join me in Zach Williams. I was like, yeah, why Yay. not? So then I was like, geez, I've got no... yes man, yes man, yes man. I've got no captain. I was like, right, so I'm playing a league. And I was like, right, I'm going to risk it for the biscuit. I'm going Dunkley. Surely Dunkley can't have two bad rounds in a row. And then we're talking to Matty. 131 is not too No, bad. no, but I was talk- we we're talking to Matty in our super coach group, and he said, he's like, oh, you joined me uh, captaining Josh Kelly. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, why not? I just said, that's exactly. I was like, yeah, why not? I was like, I don't care. Do you know what I mean? Like, have some fun with it. I'm playing for leagues mainly this and year. He's so. a good, good player to watch. Anyway, yeah, well, <laughs> his roles changed and he did horrible. So, um, it's true. Yeah, we'll get to that. Lockie Neal was, was hilarious to me because he's, so good. he's lining up on, on Nat Fife at the center of bounces. And literally, like, <laughs> Hello the ball there. goes up, they go, hey, and Hi, they friend. just go, Hi, friend. Hi, friend. Catch you later. And then Neil just takes off and Vast's like, oh, he's running. Nah, fuck that. I'm, I'm not that guy. Like, I don't know if it's a game plan to just let Lockie Neil just go to the next contest. And, and Neil's just going contest to contest to contest with no one on him. And like, once, if it's a ball up, Fife comes back into position. Oh, yeah, how'd you, mate? Like, it's so, it was so bad. Fife's defensive pressure is at an all-time low. He gives zero fucks. I, like, surely, as captain of the football club, you've got to set an example. But nah, he doesn't give a shit. Well, here's the funny thing, right? You would think that after those efforts, the first couple of rounds, that West Coast would pay attention to Neil, right? Oh, However, no. we, they, as they, we paid know, no, they paid no attention to Raul. Actually, I think they kind of did pay attention to Raul, and Raul just dominated them. As we know, it's like four to six weeks before coaches go, oh, shit, we probably should tag that guy. It's like, seriously, coaches forget. Or what they do is they go, oh, no, they back their game plan in. They've been spending months and months on their game plan thinking, yep, this is the way that we're going to win. It just hasn't they, worked yet. Hasn't they worked just yet. haven't factored there. in the fact that the opposition are probably better than they are. 
Well, it's like Instead Melbourne. Like, oh well, now I've got to adjust. Well, it's like Melbourne last year. Like, okay, so if we keep betting, then if we keep upping our bets and holding firm, <laughs> we won't. We'll start to win. Just keep hold. Just keep following the game surely, plan. That's surely, not yeah. working. Surely we can't lose the house. <laughs> oh, just keep backing. Actually, it in. if I Every... keep doubling it on black, eventually yeah. I'll win. Exactly. Every losing hand, and they did it for twenty rounds, and they only landed on four. I mean, it's it's just great keep, in theory. Just keep shipping all your chips in every round. But I'm sure they you know what they're saying? <laughs> Wasn't my worst. Wasn't my worst. <laughs> it's like Maddie working at the casino. It's like you just look at someone like, I'm going again. Okay. Okay, sir. Look at it's it red. <laughs> red, like, damn it, we're going again. <laughs> it's so exactly that. Um, um it's just it's just <laughs> mental to me that Lockie Neal can just run around and no one on him. I just I, I actually don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, it's but this year suited to him though. Oh, high contested possessions, high disposal, and kicks goals. But the thing, like even like his possessions, sometimes it's just loose ball gets, like because there's no one on him. Yeah, he's the only one in that vicinity. So he just pumps out a loop ball get, cheap handball, bang, eight points. I'm good. Let's go. Like it's silly. Like the way that scoring is right now, it's just dumb. It's so silly. It's so dumb. So silly. Michael Walters played absolutely fantastic, and it was awesome just to watch him play. One forty eight. He's a. I think that this year is going to be good for him, even though he's playing more forward. Because again, you kick three goals, bang, you've, you're, you're turning up. So if he's having that those minutes and kicking goals, the thing is, you have to kick the goals. If you don't kick goals, you are not scoring as a forward. He will fluctuate, but he was dominant. He was. Probably what second best on maybe. I think he was definitely um, yeah phenomenal. Luke Ryan bounced back after uh, he had a really poor first quarter. Yep, uh, and a poor first game to be honest. Um, But that was like we said uh, back related generally. But exactly the Luke Ryan that I thought we were going to see this year was the Luke Ryan we saw. Well, we did hear with the back issues recurring from what we spoke about at the the end of last year. But they the COVID time off probably would have actually given him much a lot of time to actually let it settle. Yep. And to actually do some strength and rehab. So uh, good to see him back on the um, performing list. Stasevich. Now. Oh, F and Stasevich. F and Stasevich. So here's an interesting someone thing I, Someone I should have brought in. Yes. 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 Um, everyone's getting lucky now. Well, people are lucky, but at the same time, I think you can possibly still calculate him in, into a... a is, uh, trade. He, what, is he 190 now? He's 178. So if you have still uh, Zerk Thatcher... You could still technically trade down to him. He's got a break-even of negative 26, which means he's going to make you another cash for a little bit longer. He's also got... Um, so this week he's due to make 30K um, if he hits his break-even. So uh, What's his break-even, Chris? Uh, his break No, sorry, if he hits his uh, projected score. What's his projected score this week? Oh, this is, doesn't even show it here. That's okay. Uh, the only issue, though, is I'll talk about the downside, is that uh, Witherden and Answorth both were omitted. Um Yes, they won, so you would expect they play this week. I don't expect there are any changes, and they were really happy with this performance from everything I've heard. However, you know you have not much room to move uh, when you are Sashevich. You could be easily on their crap heap. That is true. His, his job security is not fantastic. But if you keep performing like anything, you'll make money and you keep your role. It's, yeah. I don't think it's the worst thing because there's so few... We said that so about Marshall, few, remember? Well, there's so few playing rookies right Remember now. we said that about Marshall? Oh, no, he's just holding that nah, until Longer comes back. Yeah, and exactly. Then, you know, who knew? Longer but would get, I didn't realise, first of all, I don't know if you saw... You obviously watched the game. Starsevich looks huge. I don't know if he he's just packed on huge no, amounts of kilos over the... Like COVID break, he was but the he one, looks big. He was the one I was big on in the preseason because they kept talking about him, and then in the JLT and stuff, I was like, oh, he's not really doing that much. Yeah, he didn't. He no. really didn't perform the JLT. He didn't even perform in game one. So that ninety nine could be out of nowhere. But if you want to, if you need someone 
uh, that's going to be able to make a little bit of cash and you just need that person on the pine because you don't have anyone else. Yeah. He's an option. Um, obviously, Rivers as well is an option. We'll get to him a bit later. That's also why I lost people like him. And just so you know, on the horizon, Hill um, from Frio uh, has been, uh, the coach has said he's likely to play this week. So Hill and Hogan are both uh, likely ins this week. So two to two watch out for. So you may want to hold off because you get another, you get a week of Hill this week. Yep. And then you can potentially uh, do BCT next week if that's still your it'll, floated trade. It'll be interesting. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting. And there's definitely quite a few of those options from that, what, 170 mark to the 210 mark at the moment in yeah. the defensive line. Well, the other option is if Noble doesn't get up. So Noble could yeah, be one to go are, out. People are overreacting. I think so as well. I think They're he's playing still against be playing. Richmond, a high-pressure forward team, which makes a rebound defender highly... He, you know, accountable. Well, highly accountable. The way that they play their half forwards, it means they, you know, they come up really high and then they push back really far. To for, for two things. First did, of all, who do Pies play this week? Pies play on Saturday afternoon, and I don't know who they play. Oh, Chris, you are such Sorry. a bad supporter. Um, so there's two things. So obviously, yeah, the the half backs or high half backs that the Collingwood are going to employ in that situation. They basically play lockdown roles to stop those half forwards oh. to come keep pushing up. So he wasn't playing very loose at all. Um, They're playing the Saints, Chris. He Noble. did turn the ball over a bit, but he look keep against the, the the most the, the probably arguably the best attacking side in the AFL. Yeah, Collingwood gave up 36 points. He's a part of that defense. Yes, he turned the ball over a bit, but I don't think Noble had a bad game. So I think he's probably still in line to line up this week anyway, but I'm, proof I'm, will be tomorrow night. Yeah, no, I'm holding him. They play Saints this week, so I think Pies will do well. Oh, Saints played good. They did play they well, but they also played well against a crap side. It's true. Um, Collingwood have looked really good, and I don't think they're going to stag, um, stagger like they did that's true. last week. Uh, one that's good for draft size, James Aish uh, continues to score pretty well. He got a 94 this week. Um, he's having a career high in disposals, um, playing across that half back line onto the wing. Um, yep. I think that could be good. Show us your beauty. Brayshaw. Unfortunately, his game time still isn't edging up. He's playing in the midfield and he scored an 88, but his game time means time to cut loose, uh, to cut really? him in my opinion. Man, that hurts. Um, he's just not playing enough football to be able to effectively score. Um, he can score well, but unfortunately, again, sometimes even when he does get that extra game time, his disposal lets him down and then he doesn't score yeah. as well either. So uh, I think he's capped this good, season. Good for Hayden Young to get some game time. Although the funny thing was he, he has a really good kick apparently, but though he was getting rushed. He looked good hand, though. Yeah, handballing. Yeah, he looked pretty good. But yeah. I mean, he, he handballed a couple because he was I, in time. I thought he was okay. I, I didn't think he was, but, um, yeah, show he was us, too bad. Show us your Billy. Uh, yeah, Billy unlucky. got 52 um, to, for those that obviously bought him in. Which is better than uh, Ben Long, which I bought in instead of Bewley. So that's 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 great. That's uh, really happy interesting. Days. Yeah, I really like that. Uh, on to Carlton Melbourne, which we already have touched on. Obviously, going yep. with the 184. Uh, Clayton Oliver proves that if he's up, not getting tagged, he's going to rack it up because as soon as after the first quarter, Petraka was, was, was locked down. Yeah. So Petraka well, absolutely that, went Viney, nuts. He was on Viney for the yep. first, uh, first quarter. Viney, luckily... Was tagged, didn't do too well, came back into it, and I think he got about a 90, 86. 86, yeah. Uh, that's right, he was on 89, then went backwards. But it's so, it's like, honestly, Petraka was the, arguably like like peak Petraka. I've never seen him play that good right? Except in for our that, home and away except season. Except for that, no, that JLT game where he yeah. scored like a 117. You're like, whoa, where'd this come from? Blow me away how good he played. He I, looks I good. couldn't believe that he only got a 126 after all that. Right. I thought he was robbed. The first quarter... I've never seen him be so dominant. He got ten possessions. He was bursting away from the packs. He was he had you know contested possession, contested possession. He was using the ball well. Yeah. Was he and on then like he, 40 odd? No, he got he ended up getting like 55, 60. But 
like as opposed to like Gorn. Like Gorn had one good quarter and gets like ninety points in that quarter. Yeah. Like it's it was dumb. And Pitney like, was on like fifty as well and did this nothing. This is what I mean. I think quarter. the rucks aren't scaled properly. Like that was as dominant a quarter as you can have in if for a midfielder in football, and he still only got, you know, maybe You know what's gonna annoy points. me though, is if they change it on the fly and then we start making adjustments. Based on they the, won't they the won't trend? because they're not going to change anything else for this year. I don't know they might because adjust. They, what what they're thinking adjust, is they might adjust. Their wasn't rucks. my worst. They might have, yeah. Wasn't my worst. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't my worst. Wasn't my worst. Um, wasn't. But look, uh, Salem obviously reached started on the kick-ins uh, with a ninety-four. So yeah, again, Stephen May took some as well. That's true, and also uh, Rivers. Rivers played really well. I, I, his use was really good. Yeah. He looked composed. He's hard at the ball when he needs to be. I, I, he looks I like pretty him. strong, yeah. Defender mid, 117k. I think if you're going to do a downgrade option and you're looking for a defensive rookie, yeah, I think he's good. I think he's going to be able to hold that spot for a bit. So, um, Outside of that, on the... Sam Petrovsky-Seaton, Chris, if only you made that bet last year. He's oh, uh, turned got, up two in a row. He has, he has. He's, um, well, here's the thing. Like I looked into Sam Petrovsky-Seaton this week because I'm actually looking to do a trade and draft and those... We're in Slack, they'll understand this. Okay, fair cool. so, Oh, that's why you were perked up, right? So, okay. I was, no, well, I was looking at um, at him as a p- potential in, so a trading uh, a player for um, SPS. And here's the issue. Like, his stats right now, if that was any regular season, he might be averaging 90 at best. Like, it's just inflated so much. He's only averaging 19 disposals a game, but it's like he's had four marks in two weeks. So he's averaging two marks a game, four, two tackles a game. Like, he doesn't do anything outside of use the ball well. Like he, that, that, so it's it's going to limit his potential scoring. He, even though he's um, he's looking like he's on the up, if he doesn't play midfield, he'll never get there. He's only scored over one thirteen once in his career, which was a game where he played pure midfield last year. And then I got really excited because I thought, oh, this transition's happening. Had that work out for you? If he doesn't ever do that, he's always just going to be a half back flanker that'll average somewhere in the nineties. He's not going to ever be a top tier either either premium defender or or midfielder. Unless he transitions yeah. to midfield. So um, I really like him though. Um, I wouldn't suggest him to anyone because there's always a chance as a halfback flank, you just don't get the ball that day. Yeah. Um, um, also touching on Newman uh, injured for the season, I believe. So you're looking at Williamson possibly could be an in. Yep. Uh, I think it's about 140 odd, 47. Great news for Doherty. And <laughs> Great news for Doherty. Yep. If you don't have Doherty, get Doherty right now. Yesterday, get Dockley. Uh Neil Bullen, I thought, was really good for Melbourne. But here's a funny thing. With Melbourne, they won the game. Yep. Right. Mind you, if they had have kept performing, and here's the funny thing, is that Carlton scored better barely than Melbourne. Barely won the Melbourne. game, but yes. Yeah, barely yep. won. But Carlton scored better in Supercoach than Melbourne did, but Melbourne won the game. And well, Melbourne started better than Carlton, so it's almost like for those who did well early, they will give you points, and then for the rest of you... Well, the, I thought the game was over at quarter time, and then yeah. Melbourne switched oh, off and Carlton I, I was off. insulting Carlton. I said, imagine having, uh, you know, was it how, how many weeks off did they have? Like Three months and still being shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, basically. Whatever it is, yeah. And still not getting your game plan. Well, a testament to the fact that, yeah, Carlton kicked 7-11, which is 18 scoring shots, and Melbourne only had 14 with 8 goals, 6. Yep. So that's unlucky for Carlton. They, it's uh, a bit ironic. They probably deserve to win. I mean, even in the last minute of that game, Sam Walsh is rushing into the 450 on the half forward flank, and he just kicks a blind football over the top of their attack. Oh, yeah, to, a, to a, an unmarked yeah. defender. Uh, what are you doing, Sam Walsh? Like, I he's supposed to be a prodigy. Like, read the read the game. Don't just go prodigy. long to. Dude. He's been out of the game for a while. But no. anyway, Chris, it's ironic that they scored. He seven should have up. done better. 
That, you should that, have. Room for yeah, improvement there, mate. Yeah, room, yeah, write that down. Uh, it's ironic they scored 7-11, Chris, because apparently uh, after that they went and got some pies and a Powerade. <laughs> That's exactly what you do in a 7-11. Right. Late night pie or, or maybe, a sausage roll and a, and a Powerade. You could do they, they're Krispy Kremes at 7-11? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they do now. Yeah. They oh, do oh, now. Yeah, but back in the day, it was just a good pie or a sausage roll and um, Mark Pitney is someone we should obviously touch on. Uh, yes, 100%. Big, he's uh, 234,000 off the top of my head. Uh, scored 134. I thought played absolutely fantastic against Gorn, to be honest. I, yep. I thought, like, unfortunately, or fortunate for him, it was clearly winning ruck taps either side. So if Gorn wasn't winning them, Pitney was and winning them well. And when Gorn was, he was winning them well. So they were both tapping really well, but they weren't really doing any yep. defensive ruck work, unfortunately. And again, with the ruck situation at the moment. So for me... Stupidly, I was going to bring in Pitney last week, and I was like, oh, well, you know, just to cover my Naismith, mm-hmm. uh, or I was going to bring in Gorn, and instead, stupid me went Jacobs. Yep. Didn't work out very well, so this week, I'm like, you know what, stuff you, Jacobs, because I can. I think I might go Pitney, bank the 150k. Pitney's already looks like he's going to make 65k this week if he scores like 86 which is highly likely. Yep. Uh, um, what's he on? Pitney is... It's not a yep, usual situation, K, yeah. but I'm like, well, if I can use that 150K to upgrade someone sooner, Pitney is probably going to match Jacob's output and make more money, so catch yeah. you later. He's gone for me. There's really two options for Pitney. If your team's good and you can afford to, to get him into your side and it's not going to impact yeah. you, you got no problems. I think... I, go grab Pitney right now mm, because you're just going to make more cash. I don't think many people are going to be able to. I think people want to, but there's so many rookies. Like, as in, you look at your team. I'm lucky enough. I brought in Benel and Rivers because I knew that I was going to be faced with some tough decisions this week. Yep. Now there's Sturt. There's that Port Adelaide guy I can't even name. Georgiadis. Georgiadis. uh, Sounds like an Italian soccer player. He's Um, Greek, but yep, keep going. He's what? He's Greek. (laughs) Next door (laughs) neighbours. Just a crapper economy. Um, (laughs) Well, probably not now. Greece? Um, Greece is still cooked. Italy Um, after COVID. Oh, nah, Italy's still Mm, fine. Mm. Elder population, mate. They'll just get more inheritance. (laughs) Um, It's so ancient. Anyway, so the thing is that you have choices to make. There's Benels, there's Rivers, there's uh, Georgiatis, there's Sturt, there is uh, Pitney. You know I mean, they're just the ones that we're kind of yes. looking at. However, I think that it's a tough one. For I, I think people. that Pitney averages a lot more than everyone else. Yeah, but then if you've Sturt, already Sturt's the sort of player that will come out this week and get a thirty potentially. If he doesn't kick a goal, he's getting thirty. Yeah, but the difference is that one costs you uh, what one hundred twenty three k to be this on your spine, and the other one is a hundred thousand dollars more expensive. This is, and by the way, I'm not entirely sure that Sturt does come in this week. If Hogan does, I hope he does. I hope. Well, I hope no he offense. doesn't too, so I can pick him up. Yeah, me too. That's but, why I'm being selfish here. Yes. Um, but yeah, so oh, look, I think if you if you don't have any problems in your team and you can afford to get Pitney in, I think he's good in. Yeah. At very very least, he, he's providing cover at R three. Um, for me, in my situation, I've got so many more problems than potentially getting in a cash cow that can make me some cash. Like yeah. I, I've got I've got like eight hundred problems in my so, team. I got I got nine nine problems, nine nine problems and Pitney's not one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, fair call. Um, so you gotta you gotta address what's jinx. more important in your team and and go from there. But, so what is more important, Chris? Is it money making rookies or is it crappy ass premiums? Oh look, it, it depends on how bad your team is. <laughs> Honestly, it depends. The worse your team is, the more it is, like you need to jump on premiums that are going to put you in front. Um, if you, you you can't just uh, well, it depends on what your goal is as well. If you if your goal is league, then it doesn't matter because yeah. really, I think my goal has to, my goal has to be league. Surely, <laughs> if your goal is league, then what you can do is just you know go for the cash gen so that you can upgrade your players later, which is more important. Yeah, true. If your goal is overall performance, like uh, overall score, 
you need to get in play, change out the players that are going to tank your team and get in players that are going to they're going up yeah. right now. Because what's I'm, happening is um, the scores are so different than any other year that we're seeing a very huge trend for basically, first of all, goal-kicking midfielders Yes. Um, that are going to actually propel your team forward. They're going to be high averaging, but they're also really it's, cheap right now. It's doing my mind. It's crazy. Like, like all these, So there's really, really got high, guys that are going like way too expensive eventually and you're not going to be able to get to them. And the guys that are like the guys that are expensive are going to drop to really cheap. Like you know how much I cried over my spreadsheet, Chris. <laughs> All that work, but not only that. Uh, here's the thing, though, is and I'll be, I'm actually looking forward to next year. Funnily enough, uh, as far as Supercoach. Oh yeah, I'm uh, already. Lo- no, no, I'm the reason, the reason being is is that well, it definitely is not going to be my worst. Well, the reason being is that people that normally would do well. So let's just say um, Josh Kelly and McRae keep their crappy ass roles. Mm-hmm. Um, even, okay, so let's touch on that. They're playing more outside than they are inside. Uh, both have been a bit more on the wing, which is horrible. But if you go into a full season, it's like, okay, so hang on now. Let's look at who's overpriced. So the Jai Simpkins and you know, everyone else is overpriced. Jai Simpkins, Connor Rosie, Bailey Smith, all going to be super overpriced next right, year. but overpriced yeah. if they have a good year this year. So now I'm like looking, you're trying to look back at other seasons to work out what the average was. And then trying to look at natural progression to try and work out somewhere in the middle to pick your team. Yeah, it's Josh Kelly will be 550k be next year it'll and he'll be, be like, oh, lock. Yeah, right. I'll take that one. <laughs> so you're going to look for those that maybe the scoring system didn't benefit this year. Um, and that'll be a whole lot of other research, I think. Moving on, next game, Gold Coast, yes. West Coast. I mean, the GOAT, Matt oh. Rowell. It's already the GOAT, second can game we, in. Can we, we're not Jesus. even going to... Can we not oh. touch on any West Coast players? Can we just? Can we do that? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm always... <laughs> <laughs> You're still butthurt. Hey, They'll probably get cut about it. Did, oh, I saw the... I, I, I Dom, shared Dom, this last night. Dom Sheed got a 77. Of course, that's good. That's really good for him. <laughs> um, normally, saw, normally, Chris, no, no, no. Normally, he's just used to uh, slotting straight sixes. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, yes. The Rail Show. I did, no, before we got into that, I, I saw last night on, on Facebook, uh, West Coast like f- official Facebook page. Oh, I saw that. They, 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 they said, oh, McGovern didn't get off, like as if he was going to get off of punching someone in the face. Okay. Yeah. And the comments was the most boomer book thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it was like all these old West Coast fans just Burgoyne. shredding the AFL about how crap they are. Yeah, Burgoyne should be suspended. If you suspend one, you have to suspend both because they're not separate incidents. No, uh, well, by the way, Burgoyne should have, should have gone. He should have. But, but they ch- have they, I heard they changed the rules now. Nah, calling just, Calling it. The Burgoyne effect. <laughs> That's true. They haven't changed the rules at all, which is why it shouldn't. It should hundred percent be a suspension. Like in any. Every- Mind you, if Dangerfield didn't have the hardest head in the competition, I thought he looked dazed when he got up, but he was like, "Nah, I just got to play on." I didn't think he wanted to go off for a HIA. Uh, he looked a little bit he, dazed. Nah, to he me. has one of the hardest heads in football. It does. But he, just, yeah. he has a big head too. I think it just <laughs> concrete. <laughs> Yeah, it's not good. Um, well, if you live in Adelaide, you have to have a concrete head. But I just, I just, I just found that hilarious. I just couldn't believe. Like, you punch someone in the face, you're gonna get a week. Right. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what else you can sit on. So let's touch on the rail show. I don't think I have ever seen a super coach score that high in someone's first couple of games. Well, and it, you won't because that was super inflated. But yeah. I mean, well, still, it's even even then, if the game went longer, he would have just it's towed up more. Like, ball. so Sam Walsh got a one forty last year. Yeah. That would have been a 170 this year. That game was that okay, good. But with contested ball, he would have scored. He would have kept that up in a, in, in, and a win. He was that dominant. If the game went on for longer, he would have had 35 cont- yeah. like ball so, and he would have had 20 contested possessions. He okay, so here's what Rao does on fire. that is, is, more, is better than most people at AFL level. 
I don't know how, but he always managed to bust a tackle. He gets yeah. the ball and he can Strong. be wrapped up and he just gets a handball out somehow. <laughs> I don't know what he does. I don't know how he's that strong in the court at 18 years old. Legs, core, it's but ridiculous. He just, like, he's like Gaz in his prime. Like You just <sighs> can't get him around the waist to get him. You know he'll just get that handball off, and usually he's pretty effective with it, left and right. You like, know what the crap part is? Oh, man. I wish so I tanked good. all last year in our keeper league. Oh, you need him. The guy's going to be an absolute superstar, super coach. He's going to be. A f- he's, he's already, and even then, like, as in... Not only that, he actually makes good decisions. So he picks up contested ball, run this way, run that His way, decision bang. decision making is fantastic. He yeah. knows when to kick, he knows when to handball. Handballs, frees up someone, yeah. and then he gets he gets the handball onto the pump. Literally, one, two, look down, bang, through the goal. And he's no just, no problem. Not a, we've already said he's not a goal-kicking midfielder, but he got two <sighs> two kicks at goal and slotted them both. I just can't like, <laughs> I just can't deal. He's good. He's, he's, he's going to be great. It's uh, Yeah, it's... I, like, can't, so, I just can't I can't deal so here's the thing Walsh next year good, he's right? going to be super inflated like he's going to be a, probably a like if he averages 100 105 this year is he going to be averaging that the following year but remember how you said what average you said 80 you're going to re, re- oh, that I, now I think that I think that it's well now the scoring system's changed right yeah, okay. would he have averaged so this is a quick key question yeah. would he average 80 in a regular scoring season or 86 like Sam Walsh did I reckon, I reckon more. With how he's playing, I reckon probably ninety would have been in a regular season. I reckon he which probably, is pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. For so sure. that means next year, if he's averaging one hundred, one hundred and five, which by the way means you're not going to ever punt him. If he's averaging one hundred and five, no. he's staying M eight oh, this right? year. Even if he, well, even this year, if he averages ninety plus, you're keeping him. So round, unless you're going to try and trade him out, but again, you try and bring in. Uh, any other premium, so you look at say Titch who scored a ninety five. It's like hey, Titch versus Real, ninety five versus yep. one seventy. Like you might as well just keep him and put him on the bench and loophole him each week if you need this is to. True. Well, it's, and he's, so uh, he's amazing. But let's uh, let's moving on. Uh, no, I don't want to move on, Chris. He's just so good. I can't explain to you. How no, good. he's fantastic. He's definitely gonna. I mean, I, I was thinking of dyeing my hair red before we came on. Imagine Clary, how good his second season was, but. His role's there. He's yeah. an inside midfielder. Well, that's for that also. Team. I mean, it's the same with Sam Walsh at Carlton, right? He comes in first year. Oh, you're playing midfield, bro. Imagine having both of them together. Oh, you know what I mean? Like he's in bull inside, classy that can go inside outside. I mean, Sam Walsh's best trade is, is his endurance running. So. Yeah, that's what I meant. If you had both of them, that's yeah. like the dream team. They're going to be like literally the the Supercoach sisters. There's just double them up. Yeah, put them in together. It's it's C Jard and G Ablett all over <laughs> again. Just did that. Anyway, <laughs> double um, them up, put it in together. Right. Uh, yeah, right. Um, Sam Day played really well. Um, I regret trading Lockie Weller. He was on sixty at halftime, and I don't think he got got enough love for his game. Yeah, played uh, really well, but in wins though, again. Yeah, again. Um, having said that, I traded Weller. Of course, I traded him to Dodie because I thought that that would be a really good. <laughs> Trading him to Dodie allowed me to go Ugh. Tom Green up to Viney. So Viney only went 86. Dodie only went like 38. Well, and Weller, on his own, got 100. So I'm really glad that I made those trades. It was well, really good. The trade I was going to make, Chris, would have scored me 22.50. And the, trade, <laughs> the trades I went with scored me, and the captain I went with scored me 20.50 or 20.40 or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah it was bad. Not my worst. Uh, yeah, now Greenwood played all right considering he had, uh, I think he had like six or seven clangers in his game, but still managed 95, which is good. I was really impressed with Sean Lemon's game, even though his Supercoach score wasn't fantastic. But um, yeah, look, I don't think there's too much to talk about on West Coast side. I mean, obviously Gaff is going to have a 130 game every now and again, 
Shuey's going to have a 116. Yo, I don't know how he scraped together that 110. It was, Brenda I it finished better than he started. So I think he still, yeah, has, a he, lot of, he still has a lot of merit. Um, he was spreading the ball. He's the guy that they look for for the outlet kick on the other wing. So um, I actually thought he was, was decent. And um, look... Wouldn't surprise me if he was one of their best at one time. Brando, well, the, that's because West Coast were terrible. Brando Let's the be barometer, they'll call him. <laughs> I like it. Now, moving on. Uh, the absolute... Uh, they call it the showdown. I call it the ass-kicking. Um, Port Adelaide. <laughs> it, it was, Adelaide is that bad. It was bad. Adelaide are that bad. Except for Riley, Riley O'Brien, but again, benefiting from the ruck rule. Um, it's... Yeah, funnily enough, Gold Coast favourite this week. Oh, and they should be yep. because Adelaide are bad. And Gold very, Coast very, look like very bad. Have, Gold Coast actually look like they have their stuff together. Fremantle aren't actually as bad as I thought they were, although I also think that reflects on how poor I think Brisbane are at the moment. Yep. They're not clicking at all, and it shows that because Hawthorne ran them over and then Hawthorne got run over. And then you look at Fremantle. Like, yeah, Fremantle actually did really well. I think Gold Coast are definitely highly improved. Uh, it would not surprise me if Adelaide were bottom of the ladder this year. Oh, I think I think Gold Coast will wipe, will wipe them out this week. I, I honestly don't see Adelaide. Oh, man, they are so bad. Um, they had a lot of rookies playing in Shaw, but, man, they are just terrible. Adelaide have some really good players, and then there's no one. I don't even think they have any really good players. Like, no, Sloan, like they do. I think Sloan got injured. Sloan, the Crouch like, brothers, Led, um, Smith... But then after that, like you look oh, at the bottom man. end. No, but but even you, them. You look are at the bottom end. Tier? Like what, Kelly, which one of them is a top 10 player right now? No, but they're still quality players, right? Uh, but you that, look, Kelly Sloan was a great midfielder. I don't know if he is anymore. Yeah, but Kelly, Seedsman, Crocker, McHenry, Keys. I mean, they, they're relying on Keys, so you know they're desperate. Yeah. Um, Dodies, Jones, Murphy, uh, McCasey, Brown, Atkins. Great youth. Atkins, yeah, you can like sure he's experienced. Nah, but he's, punt he's, him. Yeah. Get rid of him now. Fogarty. Liability. And then after that, yeah, like Tom Lynch, Talia, yeah, Brad Crouch, Tex Walker, over it. Miller, yeah, Laird, Sloan, Matt Crouch, O'Brien. So they have a few, but the arse end of it is but falling out. conversely, man, Connor Rosie, I tell you what, oh, that kid he is, is so good. Geez, imagine now putting, putting Rosie with Walsh and with Rao Honestly. in a keeper league, you would be loving life, 100%. I've currently have uh, traded him in. I, I, all preseason, I was hot on him. In the top yeah. 10, I gave him some love in the top 10 But podcast. these new rules, though. He, I actually put him at four, I think. Here's the thing. Yeah, so, yeah, you, you actually had real high on him. Uh, these rules definitely help him. I think he it wouldn't surprise Shorter me if he quarters. was... It wouldn't surprise me if he was top 10. Here's my concern, though, Chris. Port have won both of their games. Yes, against shit Port opposition. have played... Who'd they play the first one? Uh, Fremantle? Did they play Freer? Okay. Yeah, that sounds like that. No, Fremantle would have been over here. Oh, who knows? Who knows? Anyway, but it's they played so long ago. It's like oh, Essendon, Essendon. I think oh. they they held off Essendon. Fuck nah, knows. I don't think so. I don't know. No, um, Fremantle were Essendon. Eh, who knows? But anyway, they've won two games. He scored well in no, two they, games. They played Gold Coast. That's right. They flogged, yeah, Gold, they Coast. flogged Gold Coast. They, they flogged, so they probably yes, flogged the correct. two bottom teams. They flogged Gold Coast and they've uh, flogged Adelaide. So they're not going to get those again. If you're playing everyone once. So my concern is is that when you're looking at Port Adelaide players. They're not going to get the same again. Potentially, or they could get on a run. Now, remember, I don't want them to. Looking for looking for reasons to not pick people is something I'm not doing this year because it's not my worst. But that's why I did uh, last year. That's why I didn't pick Marshall. That's why I did, you know. Yes, uh, true. And again, if you enjoy watching Rosie play like everyone should, then put him in your side. But I mean, if you watch the game, the guy's a freaking freak. He is. Like, I said that from the time that I watched him play Brisbane and kick five on us. I was like. 
Who is this kid? Yeah. I was like, he is so good. I, I like. I understand, you know, your reservations about someone like Todd Marshall, which can be hot or cold. And yep. don't get me wrong, he's actually coming to fruition and he's playing good football. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But I can see him as a guy that, you know, could get one, 10 one week and then get 50 the next. Rosie yep. is that good. I don't know, like, how do you turn his off switch? Because he's that good. So, look, he's the number one ranked forward right now. He's only 477K. And currently my trades are Dan fucking Houston, get the fuck out of my team. <laughs> Sure. And I'm going straight to Rosie. So I'm just doing a little bit of a... I had a defender forward in the forward line. And right, okay. I wish I had that. To, yeah. I wish I had a defender forward in my forward line or a forward well, middle forward line because I'm stuffed. I actually like, engineered that last week with my five trades to get more flexibility. And See, I'm like, yeah, I, don't, I don't want Houston in there. And I've Dusty's out, so I was wishing that maybe I could push a forward mid into the forward line and make Dusty a midfielder, which would have been amazing. I can I do that do this week because also what I did this week is um, I managed to... I had uh, Connor Butterick and my pine I put last week. So I can just go Dusty onto the bench in midfield and I can bench... I've actually got Devin Smith playing at M6 right now. So... Anyway, that's, that's how bad my team is, guys. It's, it's really good. All right, let's move um, on. Ebert has actually... Uh, one thing I will say about Ebert. Now, Brad Ebert is playing really, really good football and he has the role now for it. So he's playing midfield, but also pinch hitting forward. Because um, la- he was just forward last year. Yeah, so last year he really only was playing forward. This year he's playing a lot more mid-time. But he's still playing... Like He's basically playing out of the square or then on a half forward flank and then in midfield. He's rotating pretty much through all of them. And a lot of them are, like you've got Robbie Gray that does that too. Rosie's doing that. A lot of them are rotating and they're basically doing this circle of between forward and, and midfield. Um, he's playing absolutely brilliantly and he got a, I think he's averaging 115.5. Draft league special. I wouldn't necessarily suggest him in, um, in, um, in standard. But I think he's great in uh, in drafts. He's he's actually the sixth highest uh, averaging forward right now. After Port's two games, I would be actually, if I held any of those players, they are great trade bait. No offense. If you have Rosie, you oh, could, yeah, tra- you could trade, trade for you- Sam Seaton. <laughs> Who? Uh, Ebert. Yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. No, I meant like Rosie would be a pretty penny right now. Um, oh yeah, like no, I've, yeah. So in one of the, in one of my leagues, I've got four of the top ten. Uh, actually, four of the top seven averaging forwards. Jeez, calm down. So I've got, I got Bailey Smith, Connor Rosie, Brad Ebert, and Gary Ablett. Calm down, Pete. <laughs> it's all right. Eh? Anyway, uh, as I said, Marshall's going well. Butters, again, proving that he was a very, very good selection. That guy, that yeah. kid's a jet. Kick off the ground. Uh, awesome. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, moving on. I think we've, yes. we've touched on that game enough. We've got uh, GWS and North, which was uh, annoying to watch. This is one <sighs> GW- way to oh, North. Kudos to them. Uh, here, here's the funny thing. Well, is, are North was, playing good or are Gito is playing bad? Both. North are playing better than I expected. I think they're playing with a real hunger. Uh, they want, a- they wanted it for longer and that showed. They kicked the goals when it mattered. Uh, GWS are the... I don't know. Who, who is more disappointing? GWS or the Dogs for the first two games? GWS. Yeah. GWS should be the... Top four, should, right? No, dogs the, were hoping it would GWS be... GWS have the best list in the AFL by... Yeah. A, an unbelievable margin. Yep. An unbelievable margin. They should be running away with the competition almost every year. They've got the healthiest list that they've had since Leon Cameron took over coaching pretty much. Yep. I, there is no excuse. I have literally no sympathy for them. My excuse is that they're probably just bored spending weeks in Western Sydney, <laughs> to be honest. Like, how do you switch on? You're sitting in I Western Sydney. I don't think Sydney. any of them live Nothing. in Western Sydney. I think they all live in, like, Bondi or something stupid. That's a long way to go, though. Oh, yeah. Well, it's Isolation. Traffic wasn't that yeah. bad over the time. True. <laughs> 
uh, catching up with the buddies. Uh, I don't know. Look, I, I, I just, I, they're just so talented and they just can't string it together. I just have no here, idea why. Here's the thing. I'm actually looking at the players from the Dogs and for GWS that I don't have because if they're losing and they're not doing well, their scores are horrible at the moment. So they're going to drop. Right, yep. so I'm happy. Cornelio's done really well for his price point. Yep. Uh, however, Whitfield, not too bad. Josh Kelly, not too bad. Not setting the world alight, but they're losing cash. Um, Zach Williams, you know, not a great game coming back, but again, on a loss. His role was oh, really disappointing. Line? Who puts him in the forward line? He, I don't understand what at they're doing what with point? Zach. When they win games, I can guarantee you there's two things that happen. Zach Williams is playing defense and he's chopping off every ball. He's using his elite foot skills out of that defense, or it's Lockie Whitfield. Lockie Whitfield gets shut down. Zach Williams should be going back into defense. I don't understand why they don't... I, oh, it frustrates me. Well, I expect some changes. I, think uh, I expect some hunger. Between I actually, Leon Cameron and Bevo, it's like, who's the worst coach? Well, not only that, there's a lot to play for this week because they're both 0-2. Uh, oh. There'll be an Owen amongst them. So I actually think uh, both teams will pull it out. I actually think this game will be a cracker because of um, they played each other last year and GWS flogged them, I think, in that final to, to progress. Yep. Um, to for the Brisbane game, so I think this will be a hot match. I think both will be bringing it out and making changes accordingly. I do no more mucking well. around with crappy changes of positions. You need to play them in their right spots. You need to get them uh, lined up. So uh, interesting. Um, on the north side of things, uh, one thing is for sure: the midfield functions better with Jai Simkin in it. Let's be honest. He's like, uh, and uh, he's very. Maybe good. they were waiting for it to develop, but they were missing X factor. If, if Sean Higgins wasn't on fire. They literally had no one else. Like Cunnington's that good inside guy, but he suffers on the spread. He can't. He's not really a good user by foot. Um, so they really needed that person that was good, that explosiveness, that X factor around the ball. And Jai Sipkins really provide that, especially in the first, like first couple of games this year. And he looks good. He looks huge. Yeah, right. He's like yeah. he really filled out the last twelve months. If you had a photo of him at the start of last year, he can fill me out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, filled out. Wasn't your okay. worst? Not my worst. Not my worst. Um, um, he looks fantastic. I actually really like the trade in for Jai Simkin. Yeah. If you can, if it's gonna somehow benefit your team, uh, I know. Oh, a lot right. of people I, can't I was looking really at him last him week. Uh, problem was he jumped up forty k. He was three hundred eighty k. He was an absolute bargain. He's still cheap. I looked at him. He's four twenty four. Um, interesting though as well. I think they've drafted quite well, Doc. Uh, so the North Melbourne, because when you put in say Simkin and you put in a Taron Thomas. That you have players yep. that have a bit of skill and some flair, and I think both of those are really good additions to their side. Yeah, they are. Um, and Goldie, of course, I don't know what the hell he's doing, but he's he's playing a hundred percent game time. Oh, he's fit. He's a beast. Like we always knew he could run out of game, but they're just like, nah, we don't even need a second ruckman. No. Like, and don't even chop. Don't worry about a chop out. We don't need a chop out either. He's so because fit, he's though. just he's running a hundred percent game time, which means I think Goldie's a great in. If yeah. you don't have. I, I, potentially, he's averaging 150 right now. I don't see the point. You necessarily, you don't necessarily need Gorn because he, if he's gonna be 100% game time and be in that many rack contests, he had 16 or uh, 16 contested possessions the other day. Like, man, like just that. That'll do, pig. That'll do. Yeah, um, it wouldn't surprise me with these rack rules. Um, if you don't have Gorn and you don't have Grundy starting right now as a one and two. You could definitely point a difference well, at it. You am- could point a difference The at. amount that Rucks are getting this season, you, there's, a, there's a handful of Rucks. You, you don't necessarily need to have Gorn. Yeah. Um, or, Gra- or, Gra- or Gorn-Grundy combination, but you do need to have two premium Rucks. Yeah, as soon as possible. I think that that's yeah. fairly evident. So, Moving on, uh, Sydney and Essendon. So, <laughs> which team's worse? Honestly. First of all... That was bad. I'll just say, that on Essendon's side of things, 
Oh my god! Like Dev Smith has to be the luckiest super coach player of all time. He plays some terrible football and gets rewarded for just like he like he got the he got the goal assist that won them the game. Yeah, and he like, got that goal from the, the freaky the goal from yeah, a yeah. pocket that he just throws in. His, he's the worst kick in football, but he gets a freaky goal from the a corner. And like, oh, is it Acker or is it is it Devin Smith? I'm like, mate, he's not that good. Geez. Calm down. No, no, he didn't you do try it. Try compare his, him to Acker. He didn't do really. it on his left from fifty on yeah, the boundary. Exactly. Yeah. No, uh, no, no. Let's no. I thought Dom take Sheep, that comparison. I thought Dom Sheep was the worst kick in football, Chris. <laughs> or has he moved up a level? Uh, here's my. He's thing. on his left though. <laughs> here's, here's my thing about Devin Smith though. I wouldn't be bringing him in straight away. He's he was cheap. He scored a couple of hundreds, but also they've won two games in a row. The minute they lose and Sydney, Devin, up. yeah, Bad. exactly, and that, yeah. So the minute that they lose Essendon, um, you might see Devin actually getting a sixty or less. I think. Um, Look, I still think that Devin will probably average at least say. Oh, here's the thing, though, right? If that game is is last year is is last year's scoring, he, there's no way there's no way known it's 105. Correct. No way. It might be a 90 at best. Petrarca still probably would have been the same. I think for this game. Oh, uh, maybe close to. It's well. I think he's actually. He, I think he was undersold. Robbed. Just yeah. We I are mean, we are biased. Hashtag. Yeah. Having said that, uh, Darcy Parish. Had the best last quarter of football I've ever seen him play. Seventy, because, wasn't it? Yeah, he played in the forward, in, in in midfield. Now then, the whoosh comes on <laughs> post match and said, "Oh, he just loves being around the footy. Put him on the ball for God's <laughs> sakes." Yeah, he was hiding, <laughs> hiding for three quarters. Oh, you have just like the worst midfield like it's it set up that I've ever seen. Yeah, you've got a guy that's in like coming into his prime at a young age. He's hungry for the ball. He's proven that he's actually a decent footballer. And you're like, nah, leave him in the forward line where he does next to nothing because he's not a forward. I just no. Pa- I th- at some point, Parish will be blows going. My mind. Parish will go midfield. He will be killing it at some point this year. And in the uh, at rev- some point in, in the in the nice reverse ruckman stakes, Bell Chambers is going fantastic with a nice little forty three. <laughs> But some of them, if they're not doing it, if they're getting dominated, they're scoring horrible. Well, he did get dominated. He got dominated by Sinclair, which but was But no, Jacobs has had a bad game. Uh, there's been... So, Rucks have been going huge or small as... Still, if you you need to get the, the hit to advantage yep. to, for it to benefit you. Um, having said that, uh, uh, Sam Draper is listed as test this week. Ooh. So, there's every chance that he could come in in the next few weeks if his fitness is up. Um, and I'm not sure where that's at, but... How much is Draper? Is he cheap? 123K. So keep an eye on him because he could be a great pit down. Yeah, yeah. Keep an eye on him. Yep. Yep. So see how we go. Uh, Townsend again proved that he's a terrible footballer. But <laughs> let's let's go to your favourite. Uh, oh, you're going to town and you're sending it, Chris. <laughs> it's the town send. Um, um how's Dan Rampy treating you, mate? How's he gone? Oh. <laughs> you love that? Did you love it? No, well, look, are we empty? I'm, I'm really. Oh, yeah, I'm parched. Mm. Um, no, this format definitely suited him. He is a. Uh, this format suits him more than most. Uh, it does it because he didn't average well last year, did he? No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> good on him. I was big on Rampy for years, and then the minute I say no, nah, he's no good. <laughs> he's doing it to spite me. Uh, I think oh, he spite, is. Oh, 149 from Rampy puts him as the I think second highest averaging <sighs> defender right now, behind ye old Jeremy Howe. So um, he's 543. He's too expensive now. He's you like, can't you can't pick him up now. He's like 100k more than Houston. I can't do it. Nah, and uh, of course Jake Lloyd comes in and chips in with a nice 145. He was basically seagull. Literally had no one on him the entire second half of football. I have no idea. He's running forward. And kicking a goal from 45 out with no one. Like, there's no one around. There's literally no one. He's yeah. just like, oh, there's a free ball. I might go pick it up and kick a goal. 
Like Essendon was just I can't believe they won that game. They were playing that bad. I thought Sydney were playing like catch up most of the game because they like Essendon would just get a goal and just get a goal ahead or two goals ahead. And then Sydney would come back and they would chip back, chip back. They probably had the lion's share of, of winning the game, but Essendon just kept getting every time they came back, Essendon would get like one or two really quick goals. And then that you know, Sydney would spend the next ten minutes trying to get back. And they did, and then Essendon get two quick goals. It was, a, um, it was a strange game. So quick shout out as well to um, your mate Chris Dawson, forty five. Oh, he's going terrible. That yeah. has to hurt. It does hurt. Did we officially like call a par? Did we officially call teams. a parlay between Mills and your mate? Because uh, that was a hundred. That was a hundred dollar bet, Chris. I'm I'm open to everything because that's what I am. But well, but here's the thing though: is in I think if anything, the odds are well in my favor now. This short format, Mills can intercept. He can then kick off. And Dawson is a spud. Well, so he's not a spud. He's been no, turning the ball over quite a bit. Playing that, yeah, you know, yeah. But I think, not um, a good way. yeah, I think. Are we parlaying it and putting it on next year? I think most of our bets are parlayed this year, aren't they? I think mostly. Yeah, because yeah, everything's is, up. We just enjoy our football this year. There's no point in. I think I even our. Bet I don't want to take a hundred bucks off you just because the rules changed and Dawson spud. Let's it. be honest. We're going to probably spend a hundred dollars on each other anyway, and just go get drunk. At poker or something like that. How good was poker the other week? Oh, you, you would I love can, that. I cleaned up. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you still owe me money, Chris. Do it? Yes, for the well, thing yeah. that I paid you for that you were meant to do, but you never did, and now people are angry, Chris. Oh, yes. No, they will be done. Yes, they will be. Yes. When? You have my money. <laughs> Our money? Ours? No, no. I gave you community money plus my money, so it is technically our money. Except you haven't bought you haven't bought it yet, which oh, makes yes, it my money. We're talking about our stubby coolers that we've had designed, the but we thing, haven't had them made yet. The thing that I thought that we already ordered and never arrived because it was COVID. And I was like, "Hey, Chris, where's That's, the stuff?" And they, like, they literally put everything on hold because of COVID, and we haven't I haven't recontacted them yet. So okay, um, but I also haven't paid them yet. So. I agree with it. <laughs> exactly, which is why he owes me money. <laughs> um, but we will get them out, uh, I think, in the next couple of weeks because um, their distributor, the, the, or the guys that were designing it, I think they're, they're, they're getting shipments in now. So I'm pretty okay. confident that they'll be able to do it. But I haven't contacted them in like six weeks, I'll be honest. Anyway, moving on. Uh, on to the next match, St. Kilda Bulldogs. So uh, again, um, Saints, Saints proving that they are. actually are decent. Their ends huge. Uh, Butler highly underrated this game. He killed it. Um, all of them though. Zach Jones really contributed. Uh, Steele is one I think could really benefit from this year. Uh, I is actually not running with anymore. He's no, hunting. The he's football. not running with. Not only that, he doesn't have to have a big tank. He can get his contested ball and he's impactful. He could. He could go big. I just think like not maybe not top six, maybe not top ten, but this I think is he is definitely uh, draft relevant hugely. Almost standard relevant to the point where I wouldn't mind backing him in for 547k. Uh, I'm probably not going to in standard. I wouldn't. But I definitely but, would. If, but not my worst. <laughs> definitely wasn't your worst. Not my worst. Maybe we um, In draft, I think he's absolute awesome option. Um, look, he's got the ability to. He's got yeah. He's got a full rounded game if he's not chasing someone the whole day. But he can. He obviously tackles in high numbers. He is pretty efficient with, by foot, can kick goals. You know, what else do you want? Um, he's going to have big games. And then he's going to have games where he's a little bit under. So, see how we go. Billings was fantastic also in that game. Um, Gresham proving again that he's just a jet. I, I really like Gresham. I, I'll always like him. Oh, for sure. Um, the guy that I was really impressed Jesus. with, though, was Hunter Clark. He seems to be a little bit everywhere right now. Um, just quickly, Steele, 128 round one, 137 round two. Yeah, he's going all right, eh? Jeez, I want him. Yeah. Who's got him? Um, <laughs> I don't know, but it's going to cost you a lot at that average. 
Uh, the other, so the one that I was obviously disappointed, I traded in Ben Long this game. Uh, I'm going to give him one more week and then see how that goes. Oh, jeez. I think Long's shriveling by the second, Chris. Yeah, it's not, it's not fantastic. <laughs> oh, um, penis joke. Uh, Geary uh, was playing as a, as a forward uh, tagger, um, and he's unfortunately out this week. Um, so I want to know how that shapes their side this week, whether that it can free Ben Long up in defense. They might put him forward. Well, here's the Who interesting knows. thing. Geary only scored a 30, which means he's actually negatively geared. <laughs> That's not happening. No? <laughs> <laughs> I respect <laughs> Sometimes your lame jokes hit a mark just because they're super lame. That was one of them. What? That was that was an intellectual joke, Chris, which is maybe I mean, why maybe it why it wasn't your worst. <laughs> not my worst. We're gonna annoy people this year. You know what? It's not our worst. <laughs> it's, it's definitely not our worst. As long as we don't get complaints. This is true. Um, so obviously on the dog side, uh, Dunkley was fantastic. Bailey Smith was decent, um, decently awesome because he's top six forward now, which is great. Paddy Lipinski with a ninety-seven, and then about that stops there. I think Dunkley a little bit got robbed. His disposal hurt him definitely, but he had seven tackles in the first. Yeah, uh, I, th- like, I think I th- his role I think is think- safe. Yeah, uh, McRae's been on the outside, but also uh, Seagull Hunter's been suspended for that whole drink there driving was a, crash. Yes, so well, there will be interesting when he comes back in. There was a time when Bont had two AFL uh, Dream Team points or fantasy points, or whatever, and he was on twenty-seven Supercoach points. How, does, how is that even possible? Uh, it's the name, Chris. Oh yes, of course. And it's, I, it's I, how many letters did you have in your name compared no, to it, how it, much you actually it, score? It's, it, I'll tell you what, it's partial, right? So 50 percent, it's their name, and fifty percent is if the champion data assessing the game has that person in their team. This is true. It makes sense. Uh, I, I can see it clearly now. Thank you it's for one, pointing it out. It's one of the seven wonders of the world. You just don't understand. <laughs> we don't understand how Supercoach is, is graded this year. This is true. And we enjoy it when it works out well, and then we complain and say it's not our worst when it doesn't. This is true. Now, we just I just want to quickly run through um, everyone that is on the bubble um, in terms of uh, this week, in terms of gaining cash. Yes. But I just also want to point out that there really isn't a right answer this week. There no. is about... 40, no, there's not 40, there's about 10 different guys you could just get into your side. I think Rivers is a good one. He played well. Um, I think Sturt, he scored 100, but he could easily score you a 30. Probably so Sturt is that, you know, and what's his role going to be with Hogan in? Like, who's, who um, knows? George Arda, similarly, uh, they played Gold Coast in a massive win and he scored well. Doesn't mean he'll score well every week. Um, yep. They start to have harder games. Did, it could be hard. Did you them. know, <laughs> this is this is crazy, um, Matt Rowell is tipped to gain 97K this week. Far out. What is he? He's 280k. So he went up up 77 and he could go up. Even more. So if you don't have Matt Rowell, you probably should get him in because you're going to make 100k in one week. He's the number one trade. Surely not many people don't. I think he's in like 70% of teams. But if you don't have him, I don't know why you wouldn't get him. Um, Obviously, Pitney is is more of a specific team thing. Howe is still tipped to make 49k. So uh, if you're looking to get in a defender, I'd still look at getting in Jeremy Howe. Um, 485. Uh, and they play Saints too. Saints, he'll probably be playing on um, like King and Ryder. He'll be tailing up. Yeah, now. I think I think he'll go all right this week. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I can either lose twenty k if um, Houston has a good game, or I can make fifty. It's true. That's what it sounds like. Uh, so Nate Smith is obviously still uh, there, but I don't think he will play this week. Um, Horse said after the game on Sunday, it's unlikely. But then the next day, the fitness guy at Sydney said, "Oh, he, you know, he's still a chance to play. We, we, yeah, we got to get through all the week and blah blah." So, wow, it's a bit up in the air. I'm really hoping he does get up, but if not, then he's an he's an um, 
that's an issue. I'm but I suppose with Pitney there, if you're going to trade one in, you're probably trading in Pitney. However, there's two things I will say about Pitney. One, um, they updated Cruiser to uh, eight, eight to ten weeks out. It was he was down to like four to six, and he's now back out to eight to ten. So he's. Do you reckon De Koning now will take him, or you think it's De Koning's actually listed as a test this week? Yeah, but surely is, Pitney, it's his to lose. Well, at this I point. would say that Pitney is probably ahead because obviously, especially this week. Yeah. But De Koning is touted as a better player, but he's younger. Pitney's had a little bit more experience, obviously at VFL level. Never really had his crack at AFL. Yeah, but it's uh, you yeah, know one bad lose. week. Yeah, one bad week. He's out and Deconing's in. So that's that's a that's a that's a serious thing you need to consider when you're taking in Pitney. Similarly, Sam Naismith, one bad week. Carl Sinclair's in. Yeah, and you know there's all chances that because of Sinclair's good week. That Naismith, they just rest him an extra week this week anyway. Yeah. And then if, but if Sinclair's another good week, then maybe Naismith will have to fight the door down to yeah, get back it's in. It's frustrating, but it is what it is. It is. Um, George Yardis, of course, he's tipped to uh, to gain another 50k this week at 130k. He His is. first 50k. Yep. Yep. So. And uh, Pickett's still got a break even of negative 40, which is crazy. Um, listed at 161, so he'll he'll still make another uh, 50k this week with that 97 still in his cycle from round one. Yep. Uh, Todd Marshall has tipped to rise another 50k uh, with his 127 last week. He's got a break even of negative 21. So um, if I, I don't advise him as a, as a player, to be honest, but I've picked him up in a few draft teams. He's, he was available in draft, so definitely check him out. Curtis Taylor's obviously there, 46k is tipped to rise at 173k. So if you need yeah. a 40 and you don't have him, you and can still pick Viney's him up. And Viney's tipped to go up, what, 100? Another 45. Another 45K for Viney, yep. So that'll be good. Uh, he is has a break-even of two. Um, so if you're going to trade out Viney, it's probably going to be next week or the week after, if you did trade him in last week. Um, yeah, he'll make it at 100K. Or if he has, well, it depends. If he has another good round, though, you might keep him for a bit this longer. This is true. So it depends. Um, Connor Rosie, if you don't pick him up this week, he's going to be over 500K and probably for the rest of the year. He's currently 471k. He's got a negative four break even, and he's going to tip to go up to 43k this week. No, so not, I not a fan. I I I, I love it. I love him. Um, outside of that, uh, so Max King, uh, he's got a break even of negative 31 and tipped to go up 40k. Um, he's listed at 156k. I probably would not touch him, but um, each their own. Uh, as I said, uh, Rivers is still going to go up quite considerably. Um, he's tipped to go up 35k this week if he hits his break even. And then you've got the big dogs. <laughs> um, Lockie Neal is going to go up 34k this week if you don't pick him up and he hits his break even. And Ouch. Goldstein's going to go up 35k as well. So uh, those are guys that if you really, really need them, and I'd hazard to guess that everyone really, really needs Lockie Neal. Yeah, um, until he probably, gets tagged at some point. Hopefully, yeah, look, hopefully. someone, some, someone tagging. Some opposition coach has got to say. Surely they just try and gang up on him this week. Surely. Yeah, well, surely. Well, I mean, you know, yes, we say that, but you know, yeah, you never know. Mm. Um, now having a look at captains and vice captains, bro. Has have you had a, had a chance to think Mate, about I the? Got, no, I got no idea because um, I have <laughs> the worst team ever. <laughs> um, okay, no, so, but no, it I have, wasn't I have, your I have, worst. No, I have not my not my worst. I have Grundy. Cripps, Josh Kelly, Dunkley. Oh, Grundy might not even be playing. Exactly. Dusty, Dusty's definitely so, out. Yeah, I'm cooked. Which okay. means that Gore, if I had Gorn or Neil, that would have been the wise option. Um, but yeah, I'm in trouble. Uh, there you go. I, I was going to VC Dusty on Thursday night, so that's gone out the window. And I have no idea. I, I pretend, The other option was Titch, but I'm a little bit tedious with Titch because of the whole shoulder issue thing. 
Um, even though they won't obviously tag him. So I don't, I don't know. I probably won't. On Friday night, we've got the uh, Dogs and Giants. Um, so you've got an option there. Uh, obviously with DeBoer probably going to Bontempelli, I'd say. Dunkley is the one if you have Dunkley, yeah, if you want to VC Dunkley. I think I might VC Dunkley. And then, you know what? I might even just make Real my captain against <gasps> just, Adelaide. Just, oh, it could be good. Um, bit of a bit of a laugh. And then, uh, so the early Saturday game is North versus Sydney. So if you've got Goldie, that'll be a nice VC. Yeah. Um, Sydney, I probably wouldn't recommend anyone. Uh, Goldie gone, you'd be laughing. Once you hit Collingwood, obviously Grundy's the obvious option. So you either, if you have VC before, you captain Grundy. Um, otherwise, you'd VC uh, Grundy on the Saturday afternoon game, 4.35. And then you've got heaps of options for captains. Saturday night, you've got Lockie Neal versus West Coast uh, with no Mark Hutchings, but he might get a run with from Yo. Um, you've got uh, Danger versus Carlton on Sunday. Um, that could go all right, but Danger's already beaten me once, yeah, once shy, twice bitten, you know what I'm saying? Um, Rowell against Adelaide. <laughs> um, and uh, then you've got, of course, Gorn versus Bell Chambers on the Sunday yeah. afternoon. Oh, towel up. That was out of bounds. Hey. Someone just subscribed to us, I think. Oh, yeah. Whoever you are, thank you for following us. Yay. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, yeah, Whitfield was dropped some. I think once they perform, they'll be doing a bit better. Let's jump quickly across to the, across, across, to the uh, Twitch stream, Chris, and look at some of these questions. We might actually finish up this stream here and answer these questions offline. What do you we, reckon? Yeah, definitely. Sounds good. Might be. Uh, again, though, if you do send us emails and messages saying, hey, fix our team, don't be surprised if we don't respond too much to some of those. Yeah, it wasn't the worst. Not our worst. <laughs> it's the theme. Uh, anyway, thank you very much. Um, look, we'll get to these Twitch stream questions now. And um, we might leave it to do. Hey, Chris? Yes, well, uh, we will. Yeah, we'll j- jump straight in. So we're just going to go through them now on the pod? No, I reckon no. we just end it up and then ah, answer yes. some okay, of these cool. questions. And well, thank you, everyone. Ha- I hope you have an amazing uh, weekend of football. And look, I suppose at the end of the day, are we just happy that footy's back? I'm just happy. Yeah. Not I'm, even, not even lying. I enjoyed the weekend, even though, yeah, just enjoy it for what it is. Yep, fair enough. All right, we love you. We leave you. Enjoy, bless yourself, and um, hey, mind you, blessed Benel did all right. (laughs) Did all right. Uh, Hashtag blessed Benel again for week two. Um, All right, thanks everyone. Uh, Catch you next time. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry